Hello and welcome to the 48th episode of the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, Editor-in-Chief of iPhone Life magazine. I'm David Auerbach, CEO and publisher of iPhone Life magazine. And I'm Sarah Kingsbury, Senior Web Editor of iPhoneLife.com. Each week we talk to you about the best apps, great gear, and top news in the iOS world. And today we're going to talk to you about holiday apps and gear that can help you celebrate when you have some time off of work in the next coming weeks. Uh, so before we get into that, first we want to talk to you about our sponsor, which is Videoblocks. And David, do you want to tell us I'll a little bit about Videoblocks? I'll be happy to, yeah. So for this is a great service for uh, any business really that's creating any type of video. And you know how when you're watching a video and sometimes you see what's called B-roll, where you'll see people working mm -hmm. in the background or you'll see uh, cars on a freeway, anything like that and you wonder where do you get that and you go try to take your camera out and film cars on a freeway and it doesn't look good. Well, this is a great solution, which is that it it's a site where you can go get B-roll and all sorts of different video effects and anything you need to make your videos look really great. So the service is called Video Blocks. <laughs> it's $149 a year. Yeah, and they have a holiday special right now, which I think they're giving $50 off. Mm -hmm. We're going to put all the details on uh, our website. So if you go to iPhoneLife.com slash podcast, we'll put the details there. And mm -hmm. they have a special thing that they're putting together for the holidays. So they have all sorts of different B-roll footage, visual effects for your holiday videos. So really great time to go check it out. Go to iPhoneLife.com slash podcast to check out the deal. We'll link to their deal. Or if you just want to go explore, you can go to videoblocks.com. And next, I want to talk to you about our tip of the day newsletter. If you go to iPhoneLife.com slash daily tips, you can sign up to get one tip every day that teaches you something cool you can do with your iPhone in just one minute. So go to iPhoneLife.com slash daily tips. This week, the tip I wanted to tell you about is how to browse privately on Safari. And you know there are many reasons you might want to do this, but one is also for holiday shopping. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we came up with a reason that is non-pornography related just for right. you guys. <laughs> right. But it is true. If you're searching for a um, present or something like that on your phone and someone else starts typing in something similar and that pops up, you might be giving away. Well, not only that, but we've talked about this in the past. So we have this thing called retargeting ads. And so when you go and you mm -hmm. go shopping, it will remember, let's say you're on Amazon and you're looking for a video game or a board game or something, Amazon will remember what you're looking at. And then when you're on any random website, it'll pull that up and it'll show you an ad on the right hand side. So let's say you're using a shared computer, you're shopping for a gift for somebody else who uses that computer. Mm -hmm. Well, then they go use, browse some website. And even if they don't type in Amazon and find the URL, they, Amazon may still advertise that. So anytime you're shopping yeah. for a gift, this is definitely a great thing well, to do. Well, especially because if you're signed into, say, like Google, mm -hmm. then if you're signed in on multiple devices, say your private one, but then you're also signed in on like your family computer, mm -hmm. you're going to have the same retargeting thing. It's a good point. I Google's know. pretty clever, so they may not even have to be on the same computer. They could be on a different computer where you're also signed in, or even if you're using the same uh, internet like the same if you're in the same house I don't know I've heard that that works too um, so it's good to be cautious yeah so if you're wanting to do something private online you can use Safari to do this and you just launch Safari 
tap the plus button in the lower right corner and here you'll have the option to go into private browsing mode. Mm -hmm. So you tap private in the lower left corner. And this is the part that's confused me in the past is the uh, background of your interface will turn a darker color and that indicates that you're in private browsing. Uh, sometimes you can forget this. Like for a while, I had a bunch of tabs open in private browsing without realizing it. Mm -hmm. So just look, um, if you notice your search bar, there'll be a dark background there. That means you're in a private browsing mode. And if you want to go back to regular browsing, because sometimes these things like retargeting and all of that are actually useful and help you out. Well, the other thing too, the reason why regular, what you lose in incognito is all of the cookies. So cookies are your web browser. Don't take away the cookies. Don't take my cookies, man. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to be really corny. There Couldn't you help go. it. Cookies are what, not only are they a delicious treat, but they're also for when you're browsing the web, it's what any website uses to keep track of your information, which mm -hmm. is a good thing most of the time. That's how when you go to Gmail, it remembers your login and password. You don't have to type it in. It remembers your credit card number or your address. So all of the little conveniences of modern web browsing, when you go to incognito, they're gone. So right. it won't know your search history. It won't know uh, your address and it won't have your credit card memorized. So shopping is a little bit of a hassle on this because you have to manually type in your address and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, it's, worth it to not have people discover what you bought them. And, yeah. and an important um, addition to that is before you close the Safari app, exit private browsing because otherwise the next time you open it and you might not be alone, whatever you were looking at in private mode will be there. Right, it doesn't protect you from that. Are you so. sure? Yes. Yeah. Okay, wow. See, because I <laughs> use Chrome, and that doesn't work in Chrome. <laughs> yeah, we want to spy. So to close private browsing mode... For you, shopping, Tana. Yeah. <laughs> so you tap that plus in the lower right corner and just tap private again. Then your the top of your search bar will turn a lighter color again. That means you're no longer in private browsing mode. And that's the end of our tip. Go to iphonelife.com slash daily tips to sign up and to get a lot more great tips just like that. And uh, we also want to talk to you about our iPhone Life Insider program really fast before we get into the news of the day. iPhone Life Insider is our premium subscription and this is really how you master your iPhone and take your knowledge of your device to the next level and do cool things that your friends will be jealous that they don't know how to do. <laughs> so go to iphonelife.com insider to sign up. You'll get in-depth video guides. We just had our iOS 10 guide and an iPad guide, which you don't want to miss. Uh, you also get video versions of our daily tips. So that way, if there's anything that, that's a little bit hard to understand in text, it just makes it a lot more clear and you can just follow along. So iphonelife.com slash insider. And we have, I just checked today because we were looking at our tips, we have over 600 tips in there. So you get an yeah. archive of all of our tips. You can sort by category and you know you can see the videos or read them. So it's a really great resource for you, not only to watch these guides, master iOS 10 and have all these topics mastered, but also to have all your tips available for you in any topic and learn all these cool tricks that we're teaching you. And if you have any questions that you don't get answered through our video tips, you can ask Sarah. We have a feature called Ask an Editor where you can send emails with your specific questions and Sarah will get back to you and mm -hmm. help you out. So uh, have you had any insider questions this week, Sarah, that were interesting? Um, I have, but I actually wanted to talk about something that nobody has asked me about, but I feel like it's really <laughs> important, which is... Um, when Apple put out the iPhone 7 with the new home button that's not actually a button, it just has the haptic feedback mm -hmm. that makes it feel like a button, 
they changed how you do a hard reset on your iPhone. Uh, and wow. the, the thing is that that's like oh, troubleshooting 101. Yeah. You know, like if, if your phone's just being weird, you do a hard reset and often the problem goes away. Mm-hmm. But if you can't press the home, and how you do a hard reset on all the earlier models is you press the home button and the sleep-wake button simultaneously. So on my phone, that's like here and here, because mm-hmm. I still have the success. Fancy you, case too, what case do you have on? As long as I have, have an Incipio case, okay. which will protect my screen from breaking again. And ah. always have sparkles. It has holiday sparkles. Holiday right. Sparkles. I actually got some <laughs> nail polish to match, so. Um, anyway, on to more important uh-huh. things like how to fix your iPhone. So if you got the iPhone 7 and you're having some trouble, as just happens occasionally, that won't work anymore. So what you have to do is press the sleep-wake button and the down volume button uh, simultaneously for 20 seconds, and then your iPhone 7 or iPhone 7 Plus will do a hard restart. Wow, this makes me feel like such a failure because in an earlier episode, <laughs> I was saying how I tried to do a hard reset and it didn't work, and all that helped was plugging my phone in, which, to be fair, did help, did but now, now I know why the hard reset wasn't working. Yeah, well, and the reason why this is so important, like Sarah's saying, is we say this pretty much every podcast. So if you're having any problems with your phone, a few things to try are, number one, just turn off your phone and turn it back on, and a lot of times it's fixed. Mm-hmm. Number two, you can try plugging your phone in, and sometimes that'll fix it. But if your phone freezes, you can't turn it off and turn it back on, so a hard refresh is often the best way to fix a phone. And if you can't hard refresh, then your phone's just frozen forever. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Edited. (laughs) This is what it's like to work with like five editors all day, by the way, in case you're wondering. (laughs) Um, So hard restart is a way to fix your phone if it's frozen. And it's the only way really to fix your phone if it's frozen. So it's a good trick to know because otherwise you're gonna have a frozen phone for Right, and people were freaking out because without a physical home button yes there didn't seem to be a way to do a hard restart and that's why i decided to do that as my insider so that you don't get crazy you don't get emails of people freaking out later on yeah i'm glad that apple came up with a manual way to do it yes i agree thanks sarah (laughs) (laughs) so iphonelife.com slash insider to sign up for insider and you know then you can know that anytime you have a question sarah can answer it for you uh now we want to move on to our news section of the day well, I think probably the most exciting thing is that just today, Apple has finally released the AirPods. We've been wondering if they were going to be out in time for the holidays. Mm-hmm. And Barely just got it in there, but that's exciting. And sh- ship time is four weeks. Oh. So really, you're just going to like give your friend or family member a piece of paper with a picture of the AirPods on there. I totally <laughs> got your gift. It's just in the mail, I swear. You know. So... Uh, I know, Sarah, you were talking about there being some delays. Do you know... What's the latest you've heard on that? Well, I guess Apple has been having trouble um, making sure that the two AirPods are actually like the connectivity between them Mm. works Mm. and also what to do if, say, the battery on one dies before the other or you lose one but not the other. Mm. So hopefully this release means that they've solved these problems. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, for any of you listening who don't know what the AirPods are, they're Apple's new Bluetooth Uh, wireless headphones Mm -hmm. which I mean I've heard a lot of different things about like early reviews saying they're really amazing and some saying there's still issues are you guys excited about this product I am excited ish I think it is the future I think these wireless ear ear pods that 
not only are there's a lot here's what they do right number one they're not connected to each other so they're truly wireless number two they sync very easily with the iphone so those are really good steps mm -hmm. forward for the industry um i'm not they're pretty expensive and i haven't listened to the sound quality yet and those are really important things so i have mixed feelings on it i don't think i'm gonna buy them right away i'm gonna kind of wait and see see how i feel uh but but mm -hmm. i think i certainly think they're a cool product a lot of people are knocking the looks though what do you guys think yeah i think they look a little funny because it's like a white little cylinder coming out of your ear which doesn't yeah. look great but yeah. i mean a lot of head a lot of headphones i think look worse yeah i still don't think these look amazing but i think they're a nice price point for a gift like my sisters and i were going to go in on a pair for mm -hmm. my dad but we wanted to actually hand him something so we're, we're going with something else because you know, handing the slip of paper just isn't as exciting. So. I will say, Apple blew it. We have a new sponsor that I'm really excited about, Erin. Mm. Uh, and they're one of these companies that every once in a while I'll kind of go way out of my way to get something to advertise because I love their product. And this is one of those cases where they have truly wireless earbuds uh, and they look way better. They're they smaller, really do. they fit in the sleek little case. Mm -hmm. uh, they're really great product. So, and they're, I think, about the same price point. I Just think. a little bit more. Yeah, they're maybe, maybe $50 more. Yeah, but if you're spending 150 you can spend 200 to not look like you have Q-tips coming out of yours. <laughs> and I like how a lot of these this types of products have like a small charging case that seem to charge recharge mm -hmm. the devices fast because a lot of wireless headphones don't have a great battery life. Yeah, yeah so it's that's a problem. something. Although, and it also could help you to not lose them. Although a lot of these ones that are smaller, including the AirPods, seem like they could be really easy to lose. I don't know. I'm worried about you, that for if myself. If you just always keep them in a case, I think it's okay. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, so Erin is spelled E-A-R-I-N. So you can go check that out or go to iPhoneLife.com slash podcast and we'll put a link for you for that. Uh, the next thing is that iOS 10.2 has been released with the new TV app. And that is supposed to be kind of a unified search app that connects to all the streaming services, except for that it doesn't. <laughs> Netflix isn't included. It's not, I know. That's that was the biggest bummer. surprise. Yeah, and I mean, weird. Amazon's not included, which is not a surprise. Yeah. But to me, those are the two main like sources that I use. So that was a big downer for me. I use HBO. So, but if it only includes HBO, then what's the point? Because I can just search the HBO app. Yeah. What about yeah. Hulu? It includes HBO, Hulu, use Hulu all of the major networks. but not very often. Yeah, I, I mean, it's Netflix and Amazon Prime for me. So. Well, here's what I am excited about, and it, it's that I have Dish, and so with my Dish subscription, I can often each of the networks has an app, mm -hmm. and I haven't necessarily downloaded all the apps to my Apple TV because I usually just watch them on Dish. But every once in a while, there's a show that I want to watch that uh, isn't on Hulu, but it, I have access to it through one of these apps. So I think that the TV app will actually work pretty well for people who have an active TV subscription. And I yeah. think that it can access these shows even if you haven't downloaded the app yet. It may even... I, I haven't tried it out yet, so I'm curious to see how that all works. But I am excited about it. It seems like a really nice intuitive UI. I wish that A that my Dish subscription went through it, so I didn't even have to use anything but that. Uh, and B, I wish that they had Netflix and Amazon, because I watch a lot of Netflix and Amazon. To actually access the show, you need to download the app, but when you search 
for titles, it'll it will, it, yeah, it'll yeah. bring up a title and show you that you can access it through Netflix yeah. if you download oh, the app. Okay. That's actually something that was interesting. If you search for an Amazon original, it won't show up. Yeah. But if you search for a Netflix original, like I searched House of Cards, and mm-hmm. it did show up, but you can't watch it. It won't, you can't log into it and they'll say you're in the middle of this episode, keep watching this episode. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. That's annoying. Yeah, that's annoying, but, um. But I do think for cable subscribers, it's a it's mm-hmm. a nice thing to be able to see all of your content in yeah, one place. Yeah, definitely. So hopefully, I mean, it's one of those things I hope that Apple will add new services as mm-hmm. time goes on, and hopefully Netflix will come on board, because mm-hmm. it would be really nice just to be able to see all shows in one place. I mean, part of what's frustrating about it, though, to me, is that this is what, this is what television should be, and the cable networks are haven't quite gone far enough i mean i know direct tv has a new app and dish has an app so you can kind of do it but really this is kind of i feel like it's a good step forward for the industry but it's not it's not quite there yet Mm -hmm. like once everything gets bundled in into a coherent platform you can buy you can just use that for your um cable and you can cut the cord then it'll be really exciting so it's a good step forward Certainly, everybody who has an Apple TV is happy that it exists, but I don't think it's, like, a game-changer yet. No, it feels a little half-baked at this point. Yeah, yeah. And um, our third news item for the week is uh, regarding Amazon selling Apple-certified products, or actually not-so-certified products. Sarah, do you want to tell us about that? Well, Apple has claimed in the past that something like 90% of the supposedly certified Apple products that you'll see listed on Amazon are actually... Uh, fake. And of course, you know, there's dangers in using like a charging cable that's not authentic. Now, to be clear, I mean, the products aren't fake, but they're they're claiming to be certified by Apple when they're not. Is that what it is? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like a charging cable, for instance, yeah. something like that, that's not actually certified. So it may work perfectly fine, but like you're saying, it may not, and nobody is certified that it definitely does work. Yeah. And if it damages your device, you're kind of out of luck. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they do. So um, Amazon has promised to crack down on any vendors selling, and it's not just Apple products, but of course that's kind of what our podcast is about. So Amazon has promised to crack down on people selling fakes. Yeah, I've always been sort of curious how much back, how much work Amazon does behind the scenes to vet what's being sold on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So this is good to hear they're doing something about it. Because... Well, I guess a lot of respected companies have refused to sell on Amazon for this reason because they're having to compete with people selling fake versions of their products. Wow. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I've had ex- bad experiences with charging cables, not that they've actually damaged my device, but it won't, you know, it won't, I can't do an iTunes sync, or it actually won't even charge. Mm-hmm. I have one cable right now that just, I was had my phone plugged in for a couple of hours and nothing really? happened. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah. yeah, I bought an MFI charging cable from Walmart, just in the checkout line, um, going against my advice to buy quality cables. <laughs> but it said MFI, and I uh-huh. bought it, and it's, I'm having the same issue. Really? It, yeah, and it was, it was, it sucked because I was driving on the highway early this morning, and you know, sometimes there's deer when it's still dark or, you know, the roads were slippery and my phone was dead because the cable didn't work. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I felt, you know... Something had happened, um, you couldn't have called and you couldn't have charged. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and it's cold out. We live in Iowa. It's really cold here. <laughs> it, it, yeah, can we just complain about that for yeah, a minute? Yeah, really... <laughs> that would be my complaint of the week. Yeah. Um, another thing that Amazon just did, a little bit of a tangent, but it's talking about what they do to verify products. They used to have this thing where you could give somebody a product and they would do a review for you 
Uh, and it was kind of a way for if somebody was new as an Amazon vendor, they could get some reviews before people bought it because you have this catch-22 when you list a product that people won't buy it unless there's reviews, but you can't get reviews unless people buy it. Hmm. But what happened was everybody, if you, you know, if I gave you a free product and said, go review this on Amazon, you're my friend, by the way, they went and everybody gave five-star reviews. So it ended up being that some companies would have thousands of reviews that were from their friends or people they paid to review it, and you couldn't trust the products. You couldn't trust the whole rating system on Amazon anymore. So in the last month or I think in the last few months, they have gotten rid of that system, which okay. I think is probably not that fun for new Amazon vendors, but I think is a really great thing for consumers because yeah. you can trust the reviews a lot more than you used to be able to. I mean, it's yeah, always good really to good read to reviews very skeptically to, you know, read like an assortment of five-star, three-star, one-star ones and just see. Yeah, I mean, what I tended to do, though, is I tended to look at the breakdown, is I'd look at how many five-star reviews it got, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and if there's, if you see, often what you'd see is you'd see a lot of kind of four or five, then you see a spike of one-star reviews, and that always makes me nervous. Right. Well, also, but if you look at all the five-star reviews and they're all just like, this product's really great, good job, company, mm -hmm. then, then, then you know, know it it's not, yeah. yeah. Um, one final thing I just wanted to mention about iOS 10.2. I wanted to see... <laughs> <laughs> totally so different way subject. off on the tangent. Because yeah. <laughs> we were just but back to the TV app, which mm -hmm. was part of iOS 10.2. There are some new emojis, and I wanted to see oh. what you guys thought of them. I mean... There's like a fingers crossed emoji. That's one I've been waiting for for so long because they have all these different hand symbols, but no fingers yeah, crossed. Yeah, I always thought that was weird. Um, they also, I guess it's a big controversy whether or not to keep the peach. <laughs> so the peach emoji looks like something you guys might have noticed. And I guess from one of the beta versions, it was gone, but they've decided really? to keep the it. Peach. I thought they had just changed it so it wasn't, it was just more peach-like. I will mm. say that I noticed that the uh, gun emoticon is now a water gun. This was 10 point, yeah. this was iOS 10, not 10.2. Right. But yeah. I, You're I kind of late to that controversy, David. I, I, <laughs> I know. I haven't, I'm going to be honest here, I haven't even upgraded to 10.2 yet. You, you haven't? Guys? Yeah, I have. Uh, no, I don't have internet in my house yet. <laughs> I moved, wow, and it's we're taking really a long time. Pulling back the curtain here. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, it's happening on Friday. Okay. Well, um, so I guess I'm the only one to comment. I like the fingers crossed emoji. <laughs> and are you okay with the peach looking more peach like? If they kept it the same. Oh, they did. They yeah. didn't change it. Okay. Yeah. And the eggplants, eggplants still there. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> All the important emojis for David. <laughs> no, I'm just you know, we're talking about controversies. I'm just wanting to make sure that all the controversies are still the same as last time. So I think we covered it, and that's our news section for the week. Uh, moving on to our Apple complaints and learning section. What have you guys learned this week or found annoying? Um, I learned uh, that in iOS 10, you can not only filter for unread mail, you can filter for other things as well. And in preparation for this podcast, I completely forgot to look up exactly how to do that. So I'll include it in the podcast, but it's cool. It's To filter for unread mail, you can. that's the default at the bottom of your list of uh, in your inbox, the bottom of your, of your list of emails, you can tap mm -hmm. this little blue circle. Well, mm -hmm. it'll be white. And you can tap, it'll turn blue, and you'll only see unread. But you can change that, which I didn't know until Connor, our feature web writer, told me. And, and I know how. Okay, David, no, tell the story. So then once you've tapped that first button that Sarah talked about, then there's in the center it'll say unread. So you tap that, and then a new menu will pop up that, that has more options, like attachments, for instance, 
or just emails you've been CC'd on. And the more you tap, it like stacks all of those filtering options. So uh, if you only want one other one, make sure to untap unread also so that you just are filtering by that. And, and then just tap done. I love that because, you know, it's so much easier to deal with the ridiculous amount of email we all get. I feel yeah. like I'm searching for messages with attachments a lot. That's a cool filter. What I was going to ask is what's a use case. And that's a good example of something that I would do. That you would ask really... that, David. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> what's a use case for this? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm done with it. No, I'm just going to stop talking now. <laughs> you have complaints um, or learning? We're so oh, mean I did learn something. I did. It's, I'm cheating a little bit because it's actually non-iPhone related, but it's techie related, and I'm really excited about it, so I'm going to share this. All right, let's hear so, it. So, I went and I saw the movie Arrival uh, last weekend. Have you guys seen it? No. Nope. Really good. Really enjoyed it. It's based on a short story, so I wanted to read the short story. I went to buy that. I have a Kindle. I went to buy it, that book from my Kindle, and it, had, it came with a collection of short stories, uh, there was like 15 bucks and I didn't want to spend 15 bucks to read a third like it was like a 20 page story Yeah, so it seems like a lot. I went online and I found a PDF of this story But I wanted to read it on my Kindle So what I figured out that you can do is you can email a PDF to Amazon and there's a special email address and uh, we can uh, Post a link on how to do this, but basically you create an email address so like it's like so, something something at kindle.com and it'll convert it from a PDF to the native Kindle format. And then I would, so I ended up being able to read the short story as I would any other book on my Kindle. You can oh, also email it to yeah. yourself on your iPhone and then open it in iBooks. Oh, there you go. So now we just made it an iPhone related thing. Yep, that's what I do when I. Okay. I've read the books that are in PDF form. Yeah, cool. So, and uh, you know, if you're needing to do, I, I really like my Kindle because it's uh, e-ink technology, so it doesn't feel like you're staring at a screen. So anything that's PDF that you need to read that's long and you don't want, you want to take a break on your eyes and not read it on a digital screen, this is yeah. a cool tip. Or if you want to read it on the go on your iPhone or iPad, you can do the same tip. So when you email it to that Kindle email address, then what? Does it show up on your Kindle? It then? shows up on my Kindle like it's a book. As if just by mm -hmm. magic? That's and so crazy. I assume that if you have the Kindle app on your iPhone or iPad, you can still access it on the go. I would assume that that works too. So, so. another reason why this relates to iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> Glad I can nice. help you out. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> the thing that I learned this week was something that I probably should have already known. And this is when you're searching in Safari and that you have the refresh button at the top. Uh, if you press and hold that, you'll get the option to request the desktop version of a site. And right. what I had always been doing mm -hmm. before is tapping share, and then that will also be an option there. But, you know, that's an going through an extra yeah. step that you don't need to. So, And this is really nice because on the iPhone 7 Plus, you do have a larger screen, so you, can, you do sometimes want to see all of the options of a desktop site. For instance, with online banking, I find it really annoying. There are certain options that just aren't available yeah. on the mobile site. Sometimes it's really nice that like apps are streamlined or sites are streamlined for you and other times you're like, where are all the options? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that you just press and hold the refresh button and then you can get the desktop version of the site with all the options. So that was a big discovery for me. It's one of those things that probably a lot of like a lot of people already knew how to do. It's definitely it's funny useful how, though because I've definitely had this happen where a website will hide a feature that I use a lot on desktop and yeah, on my iPhone. Why do they do that? Well, they're stupid. I mean, I, I know why they do it, yeah. but yeah, they don't realize. <laughs> so it's a nice it thing annoying. to know that you can do and to try if you're looking for a feature that's disappeared. I've seen websites that will 
hide the login button, and that just drives me insane. <laughs> like, because I'll go to, like, a website trying to log in, and they'll show me their sales page and have hidden the login. Anyway. I'm just imagining all of us at home, looking, like, <laughs> freaking out, throwing our phones. <laughs> yeah. Like, where is it? All right. So, yeah, that's my learning for the week. Uh, next, we'll talk about apps and gear. Uh, I have an app that I've been using that I'll tell you guys about, and that's Plex. Have you guys heard of it? Yes, I think so. Tell me more about it and I will tell you. Yeah, tell me. So <laughs> this is, it's a pretty new service and it lets you store your whole media libraries. That can be your personal mm -hmm. music library or the, it, what I've been using it for is movies. And you can use, if you have like a home video collection, if it, like if you wanted to have a, somewhere where you keep all of your kid videos or something like that, that's something that... Um, <laughs> I just dropped my phone. Don't mind me. <laughs> I let's hope it's okay. Sarah just had the screen fixed. <laughs> Speaking of throwing our phones. I just yeah. wanted to show a use case. Yeah, good work. So this is a great app because it, it gives you your whole collection of videos in a really nice updated way. So if you have old videos that you know you have on a shelf somewhere, this is a nice way to modernize that. And um, one of my friends shared their library with me, which apparently is legal to do. We're I'm not kind of like, totally convinced it's this legal, seems totally but it's kind of awesome. Yeah. But I looked at the app description and it says, yeah, you can share your libraries with friends. And so that seems mm -hmm. to be a thing that you're allowed to do. And all the, and all the accessories on Amazon are also certified. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So now I have an, I have access to a friend's movie library of like a thousand videos <laughs> and so you know this is something to check out until it's shut down by you know, and regulated <laughs> yeah. it's definitely a cool service and there's plenty of legit ways to use it as well to share like your old home videos or this might actually be a legit way we're not sure yeah cool what about you guys um i had a cool app that i tried so we uh we had a birthday party for a coworker recently and we did a, a funny picture on the cake, and I recorded her reaction to it, and her <laughs> reaction was just priceless. And so I wanted to turn it into a GIF. It's an amazing GIF. It too. turned into an amazing GIF. <laughs> I don't I feel a little awkward sharing it. I guess we can. It's something inappropriate. It's just a funny GIF. Um, but basically, uh, I use an app that's called uh, Giphy Cam. It's Giphy, G-I-P-H-Y. So it's by the same company, Giphy, that has, you know, the other, that has the index of all the GIFs. Mm. Uh, and I took the video and I turned it into a series of three GIFs, and they're very entertaining. So that's a cool, fun thing if you, because GIFs, obviously you can text a GIF to somebody and it'll have the motion in the message and it's a fun thing. So this is a way to do kind of a personalized GIF from a video that you have. Have you tried Lively? That's another one that lets you create GIFs. My understanding, and I could be wrong, is that Lively is for turning a live photo into it a is. GIF. Yeah, so I, that's yeah, different. and you can do that, um, but this is for a video. So I had this as a yeah, video. This and was it a didn't pretty work. long video you had. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, one thing just while we're on the topic of apps is one thing I like about Lively mm -hmm. is that it lets you select exactly where in a live photo you want to create a still from. Oh, you, that's cool. That's, a, that's the thing that I really hate about yeah. live photos is you yeah. take a live photo they and they don't then, let you choose Apple photo app won't let you choose when you're editing it mm -hmm. yeah which I find really weird because you know within that three seconds what Apple thinks is the you know best still might not actually be the best still so mm -hmm. yeah. lively is good for that yeah and I've definitely had that happen where I'll take a photo and the photo is like somebody's blinking but then you out watch the live thing and there's plenty of good stills in there that I can't I capture yeah so that's actually great because with a still photo you 
you know, you're kind of stuck with whatever you capture at that yeah. moment. But if you have a live photo and you can isolate the specific still you want, it saves you from those photos of everyone being like, I actually I had this happen to me. I was in New Zealand and I took, uh, there's these really cool, they're called alpine parrots. Uh, and there's these cool mm. birds and they're like really curious. So I was taking a picture and he walked right up and stared at the camera. But the picture is like this blurry photo of him like mid walking up. But like in the live photo, you it was like this perfect photo. So I may go back and edit it. <laughs> nice. You'll have to let us know yeah. next episode. And this actually segues well into our main theme, which is holiday apps and gear, because we want to help you take great holiday photos. Go. Yeah. That's the first topic we wanted to talk about. So basically, our main theme here is to discuss ways that you can just make your holidays awesome and do all the things you're planning on doing already just even better, like <laughs> watch movies, uh, play games with your family, take awkward family photos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That'll be less awkward because we're going to help you. <laughs> or just amazingly awkward. Yeah. Even better at awkwardness. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk first about taking, taking a group photo. Sarah, what tips would you give to somebody? I don't know why anyone would ask me for <laughs> Okay, David, do you want to start? Oh, man. Well, the first and foremost, uh, you got to use the timer because otherwise you have this awkward person of who in the family do I not care about so that they can take the photo. Yeah. Right. So, the tripod and the timer yeah, are crucial. Exactly. So you can set up a timer on your camera to do it. Uh, and having a tripod is a really good idea. So just think ahead. So, yeah, you can set tripod. the... Yeah, the picture just how you want and it. And those make great stocking stuffers too, because they're not too expensive. I'm sure you can get them on Amazon. Yeah, the that's what Joby... everyone dreams of for their stocking. Yeah, <laughs> the Joby Gorilla Pod is one that our photography expert Ray Ann Taylor has recommended for several years, and that one has flexible legs. So if you don't have access to like a, a flat surface, you can actually connect it to even like a tree branch or mm -hmm. just whatever you have handy. Or you can use it on a flat surface as well, and it, they have ones that are compatible with all iPhone models, and it's somewhere between $25 and $35, I want to say, depending on the model. And then in terms of taking a group photo, the other really important thing to think through is the lighting. So you don't mm -hmm. want to be backlit, you don't want to have too strong direct light where somebody's going to get washed out, you kind of want to have nice diffused lighting, it's called. So that's something to think through a little bit. Um, in terms of where you're taking the photo, because a lot of times what ends up happening, you get a photo that everybody looks great in it, and then you have just like uh, either the background doesn't look very nice, or you you can't see it because it's too dark. So that's another thing that's you know the most important thing to look out for. Right, and I find too like if you have a window in the room, you would want the to be like facing the window because also side slanting light from a window can be pretty mm -hmm. unflattering yeah. and create well, weird shadows on your face. Yeah. So that's a good tip. Um, another tip is to create different levels. When we take a group photo at the magazine, a lot of times we'll have, you know, people standing in the back, the tallest people, and then the shorter people standing here, and then other people in different poses, either like kneeling or doing something interesting. Mm -hmm. I've seen some photos online <laughs> of people like on a couch or having something where people are sitting. But not just having everyone standing in a straight line, trying to all fit in. A lot of mm -hmm. times that can look awkward. Or right. everybody like at an angle with one shoulder out all in a row. I feel like that looks like weirdly formal and unnatural as well. <laughs> Unless that's what the look you're going for. <laughs> I do think too that for, and so you have your group posed photos. But you're going to want to take a lot of photos. You're with your family. 
uh, and having the live photo like we just talked about. If you have an iPhone 6S or later, so 7, mm -hmm. uh, then you can turn on live photos and then you, A, I, so many times you end up with these priceless little videos where you would have otherwise had a still. Let yeah. me just, just to explain live photo, because people may not know what it is, we've been talking about a lot in this. Yeah, good idea. Basically, it's a cool new thing that Apple brought out in that, the iPhone 6S, which is when you take a, a still photo, it will automatically record, I think it's like a second before, a second after, is that what it is? Yeah, it's three seconds total, so a second and a half before and after. Okay, and so you can use it as a normal photo, it can be a still photo, but it also is saving that information in there so that you can, if you press and hold on the photo in your Photos app, it will move and have a little short little video. Uh, and sometimes you can capture a moment that you wouldn't have otherwise captured with it. Also, like we were saying, if you use an app like Lively, mm -hmm. then you can maybe capture a different still from that same shot or you could create a GIF if something really funny happens. Or you can share the live photo using Lively on, other, like I think Facebook and Tumblr let you directly share live photos, but mm -hmm. other social media sites don't. So if you want to share a GIF of that live photo, Lively is the app to use. And to take a live photo when you're when you're in the viewfinder, there'll be a button, there'll be an icon at the top center that's yellow and circular. Mm -hmm. And when it's yellow and lit up, that means you're in live photo mode. If you tap that and it turns white, that means you're taking just a still photo. And again, 6S or the 7, because my mom was just asking me about this today, and she has a 6, and she's like, why is it here? Um, but yeah, so 6S or later. One warning is that live photos take up more storage. Mm -hmm. So make sure you have enough storage before you use them because otherwise you're going to be using a lot of storage, especially if you want to be taking a lot of photos this holiday season. Yeah, and another option if you don't have a phone that uses live photos is to use burst mode. Mm -hmm. And that'll take a string of, I think it's 10 photos in a row. Mm -hmm. And that way you can make sure that you get a shot where everybody's eyes are open. And how do you do that? Uh, burst mode. Just press and hold the shutter mm -hmm. button. Okay, but what it, I wonder if you can do that when you're using self-timer. It automatically does it for self-timer. So oh, okay. That's a cool little trick. I'm glad someone knew the answer to that question. <laughs> <laughs> Between the three of us, hopefully we'll know most. Hey, I yeah. have a tip Go for ahead. group photos. I Just based on my personal experience being in group photos at iPhone Life, in order for it to actually look good, you have to be closer physically to the other people than feels natural mm. yeah because it sort otherwise like you look in this podcast yeah i was just thinking that <laughs> i wasn't gonna say it but otherwise you look unnaturally far apart even though you're actually standing a comfortable distance from each other and so yeah i mean if you're taking family photos this will be less awkward but maybe but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you'll you'll want to squish everyone together and, and if you have that in mind ahead of time it'll take less time to for the person who's setting up the shot to be like, mm -hmm. no, get closer, because you know people have limited patience for being posed. So, yeah. So don't be shy. And the other tip too is just to use one camera. A lot of times people will get out yeah. of like the four different cameras. People don't know where to look. It really does help when everyone's looking at the same spot. Right. And it's really easy to airdrop if everyone has an iPhone. You can airdrop it, or we have a tip on how to share. You can create albums and share them with people even if they have an Android phone. So there's a lot of options 
you know, the main thing is do it right away so you don't forget. Mm-hmm. And, and, then, this is and then, great, then you don't forward all the great photos. Yeah, you can create an album and share that whole album with everybody in your family so they don't have to wait for, like, you to post the one Facebook photo. Right. Yeah. And if you don't want to share every single photo, like, because there's ones of people looking awkward, you can just favorite them and then share that group of photos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Nice. One so, other thing, one yeah. more photo tip. Uh, number one each generation of the iPhone, the camera has gotten progressively better and better. So mm-hmm. find the person at your holiday event that has the newest phone. That's such a good point. Because sometimes people are pretty casual. The first person who wants to take a photo may not be the best person with the best phone, yeah. with the best camera. And it really makes a difference, especially when we're talking about the lighting, where the iPhone 7 has a really much better low-light camera. And if mm-hmm. you want to take a photo by a Christmas tree and you don't have great light, it makes a big difference. So be a little proactive. Make sure you have the person with the best phone. Sorry, it sounds a little bit okay, uh, snobby there. Okay, I've been using Donna's iPhone 7 Plus to take all of my yeah. new Tinder profile pictures. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, because if you're doing ones of just a person or two, then you can use the nice portrait mode. Uh, portrait mode. Yeah, and the last take thing it to the next is, level. if possible, I mean, using a flash is better than nothing, but I wouldn't rely on a flash. I think you're better off having trying to find a setup with good lighting than try to use the flash. Even yeah. though the flash on the new phones are getting a lot better, it just always looks better with natural lighting. That's true. Yeah. All right, so good luck, guys. Hopefully you can take some pictures that are great and not mm-hmm. awkward. <laughs> well, or wonderfully we awkward. We didn't really give any tips on the awkward part. Well, because we're really awkward. <laughs> I look terrible in every photo, so I got nothing to say there. <laughs> uh, I think my tip on that, and again, I also look awkward in a lot of the photos, but is to try to like keep moving. Like You want to like not move too much so that you're blurring, but also just not be stiff and stand in the same place for way too long. Or else you're just gonna look really unnatural. I'm just imagining these holiday photos of all these people just trying to continuously move. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm like, you. if you really care about how you look in photos, you kind of actually have to practice. You yeah. have to like stand in front of, like, take pictures of yourself. This is advice from my teenage daughter, who is a selfie queen, because I look awkward in all photos, just like David. Um, <laughs> At least we're all in it together. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, she was like, I just take so many selfies until I know exactly how to look at the camera. And I mean, it works. It feels really self-centered and way too self-absorbed, but it works. So if you really care, (laughs) if you really care, try practice photographing every angle of your face. (laughs) Okay. So moving on. Yeah, let's move on. No, I'm I'm moving on. So I was going to tell them about our holiday party, life on life holiday party. Oh, go ahead. The next thing I wanted to say after that oh, okay. is how to make a great holiday playlist. So let's do that after you talk okay. about the party. So yeah, we had a holiday party and we did a couple things with our iPhone that we want to share with you. Mm-hmm. Number one is we had a white elephant and we use this app. I think it's just called White Elephant Gift Exchange. And all you do is you put in everybody's name. First of all, to explain what a white elephant is in case you don't know. Basically, you have all everybody who's in there picks a number typically and then you go around, one person gets a gift, and then you can either steal a gift or get a new gift, and that's all you need to know for the sake of this podcast. Uh, so basically <laughs> what you do is, normally everybody picks a number out of a hat, but what this does, because then you have to do this whole complicated thing where you, you write down numbers and walk around the room, instead you just write everybody's name down in this app, you get randomized, and it creates the order for the white elephant for you. 
So that was a, a fun app that it was went, nice. Yeah, it went Much really well. Much more smoothly than previous White Elephants. We had some uh, some of our people here had kids who were there, and there were some tears when their gifts got stolen. But other than that, it went very smoothly. <laughs> I was doing their mom a favor when I stole those cookies from Sarah them. may or may not have stolen three boxes of Oreos from a five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> no five-year-old should have that many Oreos. This is true, but yeah, it, it he was... did not agree. <laughs> and instead he got His like, mom did. Instead, yeah. he got like a poop emoji pillow. Yeah. He, he was, was pretty excited about that. He was really happy, yeah. yeah. The other thing we did that was really fun was we downloaded this app on Apple TV that's uh, karaoke. So it's by Smule, S-M-U-L-E, and it's a karaoke <laughs> app, and it's pretty decent. We are not decent at karaoke, <laughs> but the app was pretty decent. <laughs> I don't know. I felt like some of our duets were pretty good. Yeah. I felt like you had a lot of Baileys, and we actually didn't sound very good. <laughs> not that, was because... not, that was not related to the no, Baileys. No, the Baileys just made you think we sounded good. No, we I think we sounded no bad. It's what. all about commitment, not yeah, sounding good. Though. I agree, and we were very committed to our songs. We were. So here's the thing, though, with karaoke. You, pretty much, <laughs> you need to have the hardware. Like, yeah. You, so it's great to have the app, but... Yeah, so yeah. what we had is we had a mic. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can get... And a, like a... There was a, another thing you I had. had kind of a complicated setup because a friend of mine just happened to have it and I borrowed it, which was I had a mic that was attached to an amp, so we were pretty legit for pretty non-legit singing. Mm-hmm. Um, but what you can get is you can get... I'm pretty sure, and I'm sorry that I don't know for 100% sure, but I'm like 90% sure that you can get a Bluetooth mic from Amazon, or they I know they try to sell you this mic when you download the app. The app's free, by the way, so that's awesome. Uh, but they try to sell you this mic, and it connects to the, to the app, and you can actually sing through the speakers on your TV, uh, and it all works. So it's I don't think it's too expensive, even if you actually buy the mic. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, and it was so much fun. I just want to put that yeah. out there. Like, <laughs> I feel like something like White Elephant and or karaoke, having some sort of organized activity at a party really just brings everyone out of their shell. Mm-hmm. Especially ones in a really that awesome way. Break down your boundaries, like being a terrible singer and singing in public anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say, here's the pros and cons of this app. If you're really into karaoke, um, the pro is they had almost every song. Like I was yeah. really amazed by how many songs. Yeah. They had songs from Hamilton. Yeah. I mean, they had obscure songs in there. Yeah. The con was the songs normally with karaoke, how it works is they take the vocals and they make them quieter so you can match the vocals when you're singing, but it's not overshadowing. Uh, if only, if yeah, only they had that. If only we could match a vocal. There were no vocals. They were only the background music, which meant you had to hit your notes without any help. Also, which we struggled usually with there's a like lot. that little ball that you just follow along. Yeah. It just kind of showed you the next line slightly ahead and you had to kind of time it with the music. Which, yeah. you know, you think you know the song, but then you've had some Baileys and you realize you only know the chorus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and you forgot about the, like, scat middle like, yeah. break part. <laughs> it's a really good option if you're just kind of on the fly and you want to do a quick karaoke. And I, I think you could even do it without a mic and be okay if you didn't have a ton of people there. That's really true, yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know that you needed the mic. I mean, yeah, we were in a room where you could hear everybody singing. Yeah, so it's a really good, if you don't have a mic, it's a free easy way to have karaoke on your apple tv and it's a lot of fun it's not perfect so if you're a karaoke snob you know you might be able to find a better solution out there but it, we had a good time 
And yes. the fact that it makes you sound even worse is also very entertaining when you're not the one singing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Another game that you can play while we're on this topic, uh, and this isn't one we did at our holiday party, but I've played it before, is Heads Up. Mm-hmm. And that's the Ellen DeGeneres game where you have you hold your phone on your forehead and it, it gives a, a word there and you try to guess what that word is and other people give you clues. You have to ask I can't remember if it's yes or no questions. Do you remember, David? You played it? Uh, yeah, basically what it does is people, it's kind of like a reverse charades where you hold it up and people give you, or I guess reverse taboo, people give you hints, but they mm. can't say the word and you have to guess it. And you oh, hold right, it right, right here and when you guess it, you tilt it down and you put it back up and then you, the new word will show up and then you do it again and you see how many words that your team can get you to guess. And what's fun about it is not only uh, is it nice because you can do it on your phone and you don't need anything else, but it will record the session. So sometimes, mm-hmm. not only, some of them are like you're getting people to guess by verbal cues, sometimes people have to hum or they have to act it out. So you have like five people on your team trying to like quickly act something out and you're just recording it as you're sitting there guessing and you can get these really entertaining videos out of it. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Which David will then turn into gifts. Apparently. Which I will then turn into gifts yeah. and the saga continues. Um, but it's, uh, I think, it's either free or 99 cents, so it's really reasonably priced. Another thing we've done in the office is we've had a secret Santa exchange, oh, yeah, and I used an app called Elfster to set that up. Mm-hmm. So Elfster is a free app. It's one of the better ones on the store. There are a few other uh, apps out there, like the Christmas list was one, but that hadn't been updated since like more than a year ago. And this one, it lets you set up gift exchanges. It also lets you add items to your wish list so you can let the other people know what you're hoping for. Um, so that's worked really well for us. Mm-hmm. And so if you're doing any Secret Santas, that's a good option. My Secret Santa this year got me a rubber band gun, and I'm really excited about it. have <laughs> <laughs> gotten way too many chocolates, and it's a problem. Yeah, we have so many chocolates. I got the Elvis uh, Christmas album. Nice. Because Sarah spent about two hours telling us how much she loved the Elvis Christmas album. So, (laughs) on the topic of music, Sarah, tell us how to make the awesome, the the best Christmas playlist or holiday playlist. Okay. Well, I keep saying I'm going to switch to Spotify, and part of that is because which you should. Yeah. On record, Spotify. Go ahead. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Because one, Spotify lets you like collaborate on playlists Mm -hmm. and do a lot more social sharing, which is turning out to be an important part of my playlist making. But also because Apple's playlists kind of blow. Mm. And so what I've taken to doing is, it say, for instance, with the holiday party playlist, I am on the party planning committee, so this was a really important duty mm-hmm. that I had. Um, <laughs> in spite of what some people in the office felt about Christmas music. Um, so I just you know, searched Apple Music for their holiday playlists and then I just quickly, you know, listened through them and added the songs that were actually good into my own sort of master holiday mm-hmm. list. And I've done this for a lot of different kinds of playlists, like a road trip playlist. I might see what Apple offers and then just take the songs that are actually good and leave all the... Because Apple just sticks to like one genre or time period in their playlists, but I like to mix it up. Or, I don't know, their playlists are curated by like music experts or whatever instead of like real people i don't know <laughs> or whatever, yeah. or whatever. so that's how to work if you are like me and still haven't switched to spotify which you david says you should that's a really awesome way well, to even in, take advantage of the apple music 
playlists. Even in Spotify, nice. you have the same problem, which you have a bunch right. of different genres and a bunch of different types of Christmas music, and you want some songs and not other songs. And so definitely it's a great idea to browse a bunch of different pre-made playlists, pick your favorite songs, throw them in your own personalized holiday playlist, or, you know, you can do this with non-holiday music, too. Or your teen pop playlist that yeah, I just made. there you go. See, there are many <laughs> playlist options that you can do. Yeah. If you have any tips, you can always email us at podcast at iphonelife.com to share your, you know, holiday playlist mm-hmm. tips. So if you want to turn those holiday photos you took into holiday cards to send out, or if that's too close to the holidays and you want to use last year's photo, a great app is Red Stamp. We used this last year, and uh, we, we had a picture of us all posing as Steve Jobs, like the nerds that we are, uh-huh. and we turned that into a holiday card, and so you just can easily import the photo, add a nice template. They had like several different holiday options, and add the addresses. We sent it out to all of our contributors, and so you just have to have, to have the addresses for them, and I think it was something like a dollar a card. So pretty reasonable. reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there are other options besides Red Stamp, but this is one that, that we've had personal experience with and found to be nice. Yeah, it worked it really just, well. Yeah, it just made sending out holiday cards way less of a production than, uh, than it would have been otherwise. And you could just do it all from your iPhones. That was nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a, an accessory for uh, mostly for New Year's, but if you drink a lot during Christmas, mm-hmm. uh, you can use this then too, and that's a Bluetooth breathalyzer. Mm-hmm. And this, I honestly, I've loved this accessory. I just don't talk about much in the podcast because <laughs> I don't want you guys to think I'm an alcoholic, but it's really useful because you can, uh, it's accurate, they claim it's accurate up to .005, so pretty accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can carry it in your pocket, so you can take it with you to a bar or something, and you can use it to tell if you're too drunk to drive. Now, I don't recommend using it as that kind of the be-all, end-all. In other words, if you end up just under the legal limits, certainly much better to be safe because it's not totally accurate and also you just want to be safe. Uh, but it's just a nice thing to have to kind of get a, a nice gauge. Uh, yeah. And sometimes you're really surprised. Like sometimes, like I've had experience where I, I think that I'm not very drunk and I am, or I think that I'm really drunk, I'm actually not very drunk. Um, yeah. It's also just really a fun thing to have when you're with a bunch of people is you can guess and then it'll tell you. So it's a fun, I actually use it more for that than anything else really. Mm-hmm. It's more like a party trick. It's more like a party <laughs> trick, yeah. Cool. So if you've had a lot of family time over the holidays and you're feeling like you need a little bit of uh, an escape, we have some recommendations for you too. I mean, I really just have two recommendations. You know, sometimes when you're with family, there's a lot of people in the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, there may not be a dog that you can volunteer to walk. <laughs> so that's usually my escape. Um a nice pair of noise-canceling headphones and then, like, stock up your Kindle app or, you know, now you can download on Netflix. You can mm. download content um, and also, you know, maybe, like, Amazon or whatever. But you you can just hide in plain sight, like, put on the noise-canceling headphones, take a little <laughs> break, you know, just... I don't know. That's how I deal with the holidays. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I love, yeah, you're like just in the corner of the room with your noise-canceling headphones. Because, yeah, it can be a little intense with everyone yeah. in the house. I feel so like with all of this noise-canceling earbuds are actually even better. Because mm. if you have headphones on, people are going to ask you. Weird. Well, it looks weird, but they'll, they're going to ask you what you're doing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Also, just to back up for a second, the breathalyzer is called Backtrack, B-A-C-T. 
T-R-A-C. I don't think there's a K at the end of the back row of the track. B-A-C, T-R-A-C. So backtrack. <laughs> He's doubling down on that spelling. Yeah. So hopefully, it's right. <laughs> hopefully I'm right. We'll put a link with the correct spelling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I almost clarified again, but I'm... <laughs> so, with the with these tips, hopefully you will not only survive the holidays, but thrive and uh, use your iPhone to make it the best holiday season. Uh, and so, this wraps up our 48th episode of the iPhone Life Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Go to iphonelife.com slash podcast to get all of the show notes. Also, we have the video format at iphonelife.com slash podcast. So if you mm-hmm. downloaded this through your podcast app, you're listening to it, I know that we did a video twice, but we're going back to the audio. Yeah. But we still have the video, and it's available if you go to iphonelife.com slash podcast. Yep. Yes. Or if you want to search us on YouTube, that, that'll work as well. Um, and uh, go to iphonelife.com slash daily tips. Don't forget about that to sign up for our daily tips newsletter. And the next time that we'll have our episode will be at the Consumer Electronics Show, and that is in three weeks. So that's going to be our next episode. So make sure to uh, check your podcast app to see when the next episode has come in. I think that'll be, what, January 8th around? I think yeah, so. it should be, no, I think January 6th. Okay. So have uh, awesome holidays, and we will see you guys soon. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. <laughs>